The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Down the sideline, touchdown! And he looks the other way, and it's intercepted! Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. Inside the five, Watkins to the end zone. And it's Williams with another touchdown! Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. You never know in the National Football League. The Kansas City Chiefs win at Arrowhead Stadium 31 to 21. And in Foxborough, a Miami Miracle Part 2. The Dolphins defeat the New England Patriots 27 to 24, head into the game as 16-point underdogs. And here was the deal. If the Chiefs win their game, take care of business at Arrowhead, and they did. And the New England Patriots were somehow upset by the Dolphins. The Chiefs would earn a miraculous first round bye. They are your number two seed in the AFC, Jay Binkley. I know you're fired up about it. Oh, man, what what a perfect inning, man. With the call there on Harlan doing both games. Fins up, baby. Fins up. I told you, man, Diddy Matthews, expect the unexpected. Buffalo let us down last week. Fitzpatrick, baby, 320 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Fitzmagic gets the job done. Not only that, Fitzpatrick with a rushing touchdown as well. So, man, two seed for the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid, 18-3 after the bye in his career in the regular season. He knows what he's doing, Pete. Here's the truth of the matter. We say you never know what happens in the NFL. You never know. You never know what happens on Wild Card Weekend. You never know. These teams are all playoff teams. So what the Chiefs essentially got today with these two things happening is a playoff win. You basically got a playoff win. You're into the divisional round. Instead of needing four wins against the best of the AFC, you win three games and you're Super Bowl champions. This is a huge monumental moment for this season and now the Chiefs chances are even better you're listening of course to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show you can get involved 69306 you can also call us 913-576-7610 this game at Arrowhead I I just felt like in the middle of it it might get away from the Chiefs a little bit and I go to the stadium each and every week we listen to the coordinators in the middle of the week and Dave Tobe for weeks have been saying just wait on McCole Hardman. It's going to happen. No matter what, just wait on him. We think he can be a home run hitter. We think he could be like Tyreek Hill. You have a situation here where the Chiefs 
might end up blowing this. It's starting to go into the Chargers' favor, and he goes 104 yards for the touchdown. And from that point moving forward, yeah, there were some moments, but the game was in the Chiefs' hands. You no, know I think this is a good game for Rhett Veach as well. He drafts Hardman. He's in the Pro Bowl, gets the big catch, gets the touchdown as well in this game. Terrell Suggs gets himself a sack, goes ahead of DeMarcus Ware all time. Frank Clark addition gets a sack. The Honey Badger addition gets that interception. It's what you do in the games that count. But for the Chiefs to have that home game right there, they were going to have a home game anyway, but they have a bye. Sit back, chill out. Andy Reid come out with a game plan. Formulate a game plan for the MVP from the league last season. The way this defense has played down the stretch. And keep in mind, the Chargers are still a very good defense. They, I give them credit. They gave, a, they gave a good effort today. They did not mail this game in like I expected the Chargers to do. The Chiefs not able to to get that manufactured rest. And it doesn't matter. They're going to get rest now anyway for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a wild scene at the end of this game. I'm going to go to CBS right now. Kevin Harlan, a familiar face, a familiar voice, calling both games at once. Meanwhile, Miami has first and goal down by four. And then at the New England four-yard line, first and goal. 29 seconds left. Here, Buckner kicks the extra point. And Fitzpatrick throws in the end zone. Touchdown, Miami! The Dolphins have just scored. Gasicki, the tight end, got a laser in the back of the end zone on a goal-to-go touchdown pass by Miami quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick to take a lead with 24 seconds to go. The extra point coming up for Miami, leading New England 26-24. to And the crowd now knows it. What a throw by Fitzpatrick. What a touchdown run by Williams on the last weekend of the regular season in the NFL. If the Chiefs win... And New England loses. The Chiefs will be the two seed. They'll get the bye, and they'll have a home game the next weekend. I'm getting confused. What game are you calling? I'm calling both games. Kevin Harlan, courtesy of CBS. Usually we wait to play sounds of the game. I couldn't wait for that one. You get a little bit of the goosebumps here. This was a moment today. I'm telling you, and I know the Chiefs have no control over what Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins do but it just is starting to come up all Kansas City. I mean, you have the Baltimore Ravens. They're in a number one seed. You can't get there, but you got the next best thing. And here you have, I think, a easier road, way easier road to the Super Bowl because not only do you get, as I said, that free playoff win, it allows a week for what? Andy Reid to start to game plan for all of these teams. Jay, I know you got the numbers on, on his record after the bye, but it also allows a lot of these Chiefs injuries to heal up. We will hear about Juan Thornhill. Doesn't look so good for him. But again, everyone that is healthy could use another week to freshen up for the AFC playoffs. No question about it, Pete. One win, you're in the AFC title game again. For back-to-back years. You get that one win, boom, you're in the AFC title game. It's that simple for the Kansas City Chiefs. The, the uh the Super Bowl picture just came a lot more clear for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, the Ravens do exist out there, but there's no fear there. And again, I think this team should be feared. This Chargers defense, very good today. And I will say this, they, they stepped up and they played well against Patrick Mahomes. They really did. They had a good game plan for him. They see him a lot. But once again, Andy Reid now 27-3 and against this division since 2015. Just absolutely owns it. But the end of that game, it's hard to describe that with the way things were happening in the NFL. The, the unlikely, 
the unlikely Miami Dolphins. They never win in Foxborough. They've beaten them in South Beach. They don't win there. For them to come in and win, it just shows you the wild uncertainty of the NFL, Pete. And I always say it, the fact that Chiefs have never been beaten by one score. When you look around the NFL and teams have these unexplainable losses, like Pittsburgh losing to the Jets last week, Andy Reid and the Chiefs just don't let those situations happen, and they're always within a score. And you can make a real good argument. You can see the Chiefs actually being undefeated this year if one or two plays goes their way. Because they even the games they lost, they had control, and you can make an argument they could have won those games. Yeah, and I just I just think there were two big moments for me in this game and in, in, in a situation where you couldn't learn a ton more about what the Chiefs. We largely knew what they were going to be even headed into the playoffs. I mentioned the Hardman return, which I talked about already. I also want to pinpoint that moment in the fourth quarter where, again, the game could start to unravel for you, and all of a sudden it's third down. You have third and seven. There's been a few weeks here where the defense has played better and the offense has faltered toward the end of the game. They can't get it done for you. You have third and seven. Patrick Mahomes hits Tyreek Hill for 47-yard catch. Finally, the offense puts something away. You get the Damian Williams touchdown five plays later. Daniel Sorensen with the pick. And finally, I felt like the offense for once, lately, of course, because the offense is the strength of this team, but lately for once, the offense picked up the defense. Well, it was just a, a team effort on offense. If you want to look at the numbers, and you're probably not going to see the numbers like this in the postseason. Mahomes threw the ball 25 times. They ran the ball for 23 times, Pete. 23 carries, 162 yards. Throwing the ball, Mahomes had 16 completions for 174 yards. Very similar between the run in the past. This is about as balanced. Now, keep in mind, I understand that Damien Williams' long run was the difference as far as that stat. You know, it, it's it, it's misleading to some extent, but they ran the ball 23 times. No LaShawn McCoy. It was Damien Williams, and it was Darwin Thompson. It was mostly Damien Williams with the 12 carries. Mahomes actually carried the ball for seven times, but you didn't see the really the distribution in the running back by committee. They pretty much made Damien Williams the guy that played huge. He was just so hard to get down. And it was impressive. When Damian Williams ran the football, just that resiliency to not go down, that was so needed and so impressive by this team. Yeah, and I just I just can't believe the the way the day went down. Again, you want to get involved, let's start to hear from you, 69306. That's your text line. You can also call, call us, 913-576-7610. Let's go first out to our guy, Reggie in Anaheim. What's up, Reg? Yes, sir! Let's go, baby. Hey, man, I'm geeked as hell out here, bro. Man, I'm so glad that uh, everything fell the way it needed to fall for us, man. Sometimes the universe just does right by you, man, when you put, you know, positive juju out in the air. Uh, I definitely didn't think New England deserves to to get uh, home field advantage or even a two seed the way they played this year. And I think I think we can go ahead and start uh, warming up that fat lady and and, uh, and digging up that grave for these jokers because Tennessee gonna go ahead and soften them up for us and they are gonna come to Kansas City and we are gonna slap them with a brisket dead in their grill, bro. <laughs> shout out to the whole defense. Shout out to the whole offense, man. Glad to see Damian Williams doing his thing out there. I mean, he should be running hard. He's been sitting on the sidelines for half the year. You dig what I'm saying? Frank Clark showing. Up, hey man, five five is alive out there. I love uh, MVP Pinnell out there. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, T Suggs getting his tomahawk on, man. Hey, Kansas City, stand the hell up, bro. It's our year. Hey it's Reggie, you time. forget one thing, man. Give some love to the special teams and that ten points they put up. Oh yeah, hey, 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 he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. McCall Hartman is on time. Thank you for that, man. Hey, I'm just geeked as hell, man. I'm about to go to the gym with all my Chiefs gear on and strut and stun around Southern California, man. Big ups, Chiefs! It's Reggie from Anaheim talking about Terrell Suggs' his first sack 
uh, entering sack nation, if you will. The Chiefs call it that. Chris Jones and Frank Clark, probably the other captains of this sack nation unit, all come through with the sack of Philip Rivers today. And once again, you see what happened with uh, Chris Jones jarring with uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, Philip Rivers likes to talk to smack. And you know what? Chris Jones has done that as well. Remember Lorenzo Cain, what he did with the uh, Detroit Tigers? They wanted to talk to him on first base. They know, I'm here to play. Who's Chris Jones jawed at? He's jawed at twice now at Phillip Rivers. He jawed at Tom Brady. It's just that attitude that I don't care who you are, what you've done. This team means business, and I've seen this with Chris Jones. I've seen the business-like approach. He likes to have fun, but he knows when it's business time. And that's you know We were talking about that before the game. You know how loose this team is fun. They have fun in the locker room. They make snow angels. They do all that. But what separates the Chiefs from other teams is they know when to dial it down and have business. They know when to play, and they know when it's business time. They uh, just had Andy Reid on CBS postgame talking in the locker room, and he said, we'll meet tomorrow at 1130, and then he took his hat off, and he got a little bit chuckled up, and he just goes, we got a bye week, man. And then the locker room just went completely nuts, and then this was Tyree Kill on the field just immediately after the game, quick five-second clip. What's up, man? Hey, Cheetah, man. Number two CEO, I know how we coming, man. Hey. <laughs> so everybody's feeling themselves. And, oh, by the way, little football stat that we were all waiting for, Jameis Winston threw his 30th interception on the year, Good for a him. pick six in overtime for Tampa to lose the game. against. He the also Eagles. became the eighth quarterback ever to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. Drew and, Brees, by the way, has done it five times. With today's game, Patrick Mahomes became the fifth player in NFL history to have multiple 4,000-yard passing seasons in his first three years in the league. Yeah, yeah. Another one, too, with this crew day offense, most point ever – over two seasons for the Kansas City Chiefs in NFL history, the amount of points they put up last season and this season. So, again, it's just the records keep falling for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Let me tell you something. I'm so – I'm just going to pull the curtain back a little bit here on the postgame. I'm so in the mode of who are the Chiefs playing next week. I'm starting to check these other scores. And as it turns out, it's impossible for us to know the Chiefs' first playoff opponent That's because right. we won't. We won't by the end of the show. We well, won't no. know until next week. And that is just how impossible it felt like the set of circumstances to go down. You you thought you'd get the win here in Kansas City. Andy Reid said that they were playing to win from the get-go. And all week, people were asking him, myself included, are you really considering maybe not playing? And he goes, no, listen, we have something to play for. You never know. I think the... I think the quote was, you never know in this league. And he was 100% right. He's been doing it for 20 years. And the Chiefs were a million percent right to play their guys. They got what they needed, though improbable, in Miami. And good on Andy Reid for never wavering and saying, we're going to go get this win. And the Chargers came and brought it. There were moments in this game, it didn't necessarily always feel like the Chiefs were going to just go out there and roll over the Chargers. The Chargers had some life here. And good on the Chiefs for getting it done on their end. Well, that's their season in a nutshell. A lot of losses they should have back. You know, you heard Harlan talking about it a little bit in Gannon. You know, the 10 losses they have, there's a lot of those they, they could have and should have won, but they kept melting down at the end of the game. The Patriots go on the road in the first round of the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. It just shows you the market consistency. Good luck. Good luck, Patriots. It, I mean, BK had been... Well, excuse me, they played the, the wild card round for the first time because they'll be at home. BK on the drive had been talking about this stat for the whole week, which was that the Dolphins had never won a New England in which a, in a game in which Tom Brady started and finished. It was that that hard of a win to come by, and the Chiefs find a way to do it. Let's the last go. time the Dolphins won there was Jacoby Brissett over, uh, or uh, Tyrod Taylor over Brissett. Let's go back out to the phone lines and talk to Dan. What's up, Dan? 
I think play Pete Howe. How about it? Two seat. How about the Chiefs? With Damian Williams, a 84-yard run. And when the, Dol- when the Patriots come back, I didn't think the Dolphins would pull that. But my goodness, what a game by the Dolphins. I'm ready for this number two seat. I don't care who we play. But uh, in your mind, think, who do you, who do you think we, we, who do you think the Chiefs going to play in that first game? Oh, man. You know, <laughs> that's a great question. Do I think the uh, Titans, as it sits right now, the Titans would play the Patriots in Buffalo would play the uh, the uh, Houston Texans. And obviously, if the Tennessee Titans won, they'd be the sixth seed. Uh, so they would play uh, Baltimore. In the Chief, if the Bills took care of the Texans or the the winner of that game, the Chiefs would they face play, the winner of that game. They play the highest-seeded team to come out of next week. No, the, the, the Ravens would, being the one seed. We'd get the next highest. No, the yeah, the Chiefs get the highest seed at home in the divisional round. In the divisional round, but the, but the, the Ravens would play the worst of the winners. Exactly. The yeah, high- Binkley and you are just you're just off on your terminology. We're saying the same things. So we're people just, say, can you turn the air up? No, I don't want to get hot. Let me put it this way: the Ravens <laughs> would be playing the best or the worst team the worst of team. the bunch. Binkley's just way excited on energy drink. Thing we should have challenged it. He's just he's super excited right now. Well, there you go. The Chiefs will be playing again the better of the teams to emerge from Wild Card I see what Weekend. You're saying. Yes, we're saying the same thing. Yes, saying the same thing. Let's continue with the phone lines and go to Chester. What's going on, Chester? Wow! wow. My God, Chester, bring it, baby! Whoa! Whoa! This is Let's something. Game ball to the offense, defense, and special teams. Oh, the coach said, "Hey, pay your electricity bill and keep the lights on." And then you'll see a second seed. Time and chance happen to us all, but it's given to the one that endures to the end. Oh, I can't wait till the one that does. Can't wait till the playoffs. Because KC needs to have a revival here in Kansas City. Bring it home. Who's going to take your crown? Bring it up. Don't let it down. God bless you. Hello. Glory. Chester had been talking about his birthday month for the entire month of December, and yeah. ever ever since he started talking about that, the Chiefs didn't didn't lose. He was like, "Think about this, Pete. Think about this. If, oh, if the season God, Chester brought it, if the season it was awesome. <laughs> if the season of the day, let's say Buffalo went to Houston. Houston wins. Houston would play the Ravens. Guess who we'd play? Who's that? Patriots. Right. Well, we, we would play anybody. The Chiefs would play the Patriots. I have a mouse in my pocket. I think you're just distracted with Chester. Can we talk about that for a minute? That was uh, unheard of. I have Fellas, heard... we've been doing this show for, what, 16 weeks this year? I've never heard Chester bring it like that. No, I haven't either. I've never heard him say that. There, even when the Royals won the World Series, as big a baseball fan as he is, it is his birthday month. He had his birthday sometime this month, and he's been celebrating all month. But that was a, that was a different Chester. It's all about, I just think, the improbable, uh, how improbable today was. And, and that's the emotion you're going to get, and you understand it. This is a very exciting time to be a fan of, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's continue with the phone line and go to BJ. BJ, what's on your mind? Yes, I've been um, trying to maintain my composure as <laughs> my my turn came to uh, converse with you guys. I'd like to first say hello to the plaid prince, my friend uh, hello, BJ. Sweeney. Hi. He's not wearing like plaid it. today. That's great. I love it. <laughs> uh, Jay Binkley, salute to you, sir. Thanks, my man. I would like for you guys to excuse me while I do this really, really quick. Ryan Fitzpatrick! <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> keep it's bringing magic. it. Just don't cost me. Just keep bringing it, baby. Thank you, Keep BJ. calling in and bringing your love. We love this. It's Fitzmagic. 
If you want to call I for your turn, the number is 913-576-7610. That's 913-576-7610. We'll be taking your calls for about next hour and a half. Let's continue with some of our, our, our guys on the phone line. Let's go to you. What's going on, you? What is going on, gentlemen? I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. I was actually at my parents' house uh, listening to or watching the game. And then I had to go home because my wife is uh, under the weather. But, man, I was paying attention to this game, and I was, I heard Miami, and I tweeted out, like, Miami, question mark? <laughs> and then I hear that they won. Man, I I am tripping right now. This is You talking about the two seed? I, honestly, before the season, I was like, hey, I kind of re- rather the Chiefs go on the road. But, you know, thinking about the three and the four seed. But the two seed is a big deal. I'm ready. Patrick Mahomes, defense, let's go. It's a good call from you. Again, that opens up a line for you. 913-576-7610. Go ahead and give the keys to the city to Fitzpatrick. You know, if you're the mayor, just go ahead and you know send them out there to Miami, bring him in, do a little parade. I wouldn't hate that, especially if the Chiefs wind up going on the full run here. If they end up yeah. winning it all. Have Fitzpatrick in his little I don't know parade. what Fitzpatrick deserves. Uh, shout out to all the barbecue joints out in Kansas City. We shout know out there are plenty of them. Send him. Yeah, 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 everything. Boulevard, whatever you want to do. I think he deserves uh, a few gifts. What are the odds the Chiefs fans do take care of Fitzpatrick? I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I, there's been moments like this in the past. I think of the Buffalo Bills and their fans. I think it was Andy Dalton that won at the last second to get them in the postseason. This feels certainly like one of those moments. No question. Fitzpatrick was uh, was nails. It's Fitzpatrick, by the way, from now on. Let's go out to Batman. Batman, what's on your mind? Oh, yeah, it's Batman. This is to Bink, to Chief's Kingdom, to Reggie out in L.A., to Uncle Chester. Welcome to the Red Machine. Oh, that's pretty good, man. Feeling good, man. I love this. Feeling strong. Let it out, man. This is party time, kid. Let it out, man. Just let it out. It's it's you, Bink. It's you. Let it out. (laughs) There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Victory tastes sweet. It tastes sweet at a bar later. All right. Well, thank you, Batman, for the call. Was Batman choking or burping? I have no idea. Let's go to Jaron. Jaron, what's going on? Oh, this calls for a chud. Yeah. Hey. It's uh, Jaron Houston out in Baltimore. And I just want to say go Chiefs. It's a little contentious out here, but I knew we were going to beat the Patriots or the uh, Dolphins. You watched the the Dolphins are going to win. You watched the game in Baltimore today? Yes, sir. How how's the mood? Do you think do you think the Ravens fans are, fear the fear the Chiefs here a little bit? Well, I you know I I spit a little bit to the Ravens fans, but uh, <laughs> I said uh, you know what well, we did it once, we'll do it again. There you go. The Chiefs, one of the only teams to really be able to defeat Lamar Jackson, they've done it twice. No, they I would have. like for you guys to excuse me while I do this. Okay, really, really quick. You do it, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> this uh, this is a special day. All big Ryan Fitzpatrick fans. I love the, it. Had the privilege to do this show now for two years. This is certainly the most excited I've heard uh, our fans here. Uh, let's go to Jason. Continue the party. What's going on, Jason? What's up? I just want to say, go cheese. How about them cheese? <laughs> Raise it up a little. Come on, give it, kick no, it up I let a few him go already. I let him go. Let's go to Shawandra. Shawandra. 
Chandra. Chandra, you there? Hey, uh, when Sorensen caught that ball, I started screaming like a girl. I was screaming like a girl. Yay! I like that. Well, you are. I like that. <laughs> I like the strain we have going. If you want to get involved, 913-576-7610. Let's go to Richie. Boys, it has a feeling of destiny. I'm not going to lie to you. 30 years of watching this team, I've never felt like I have at this moment. This, we're, we're destined here. We're, we're, we're going to win a Super Bowl. Do you feel destiny creeping in? I feel destiny creeping in. Like when, when the the Dolphins just beat the Patriots. Wasn't that fun at the end? Are you kidding? I was in a sports <laughs> bar the whole place. You would have thought we already won, won the Super Bowl. Well, how about the, the chance? How about the oh chance at Arrowhead? Let's God. go Dolphins. I love that they they were watching. The, Kevin Harlan's watching both of them. What a, what a, what a, we'll always remember this, man. How fun that was with the Dolphins winning. It synced up with the Chiefs. It was it, it really, I mean, the, the sports is the most unreal thing in the world, man. It is the greatest reality television. I haven't felt this since Herm Edwards backed into the playoffs. It was kind of like that day where you're <laughs> score watching, but this was unbelievable. And this has a this has a feeling of destiny on it. I don't know if I'm what are you going to do the rest of the day. Oh, I, I, I'm I'm going to smile till tomorrow. The first thing I'm going to think about when I wake up is the two seed. I'm going. I'm going full on playoff beard, and I encourage you to do the same thing, Pete Sweeney, in honor of Ryan Fitzpatrick. You kind of give me the feeling that you get you go the playoff beard all year round. No nah, I trim it up a little bit, but it's not being trimmed. Let's go mustaches again. No, nah, I'll, I'll do mustaches, dust man. <laughs> can we Fitzpatrick play Chester? Has the we, full beard. Can we play Chester again? Yeah, go ahead. Wow! wow. My God, Chester, wow. bring it, baby! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! This is Last game balls and offense, defense, and special teams. <laughs> oh, the coach said, hey, pay your electricity bill and keep the lights on. And then you'll see a second seed. Time and chance happen to us all, but it's given to the one that endures to the end. Oh, I can't wait till the one that does. Can't wait till the playoffs. Because KC needs to have a revival here in Kansas City. Bring it home. Your number two seeded by week Chiefs defeat the Los Angeles Chargers 31 to 21. If you want to get involved, 69306-913-576-7610 is the phone line. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Chiefs win 31-21, their final game of the season. And thanks to a miracle in Foxborough, the Dolphins beating the New England Patriots as 16-point underdogs, 27-24. Your Kansas City Chiefs are off. They won't play for another two weeks in the divisional round uh, against whoever it is that is the higher of the two seeds that comes out. And they'll have a home game, one home game to go to the AFC title. And if it's not the Baltimore Ravens, that'll be at home, too. So there you go. Have a number of callers waiting to talk to us. 913-576-7610. Let's go out to JT. JT, what's up? Hey, man. Uh, how about those Chiefs? How about those uh, Chiefs? I mean, it's, it's crazy. I think it's like on Christmas morning. Like, you get your list, and you're kind of expecting this type of stuff. And then 
your girlfriend, your mom, whatever brings you something you no. need to think about. I didn't no, think it's that Red Ryder BB gun that they that dad's hiding, you know? You think Christmas yeah, is exactly over, then you that. get that Red Ryder. That's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that's what he was. And then how about butt kicker? Back-to-back years leading the NFL in points and setting his own record from last year for leading the Chiefs. First player he's, in NFL history through his first three seasons. Yeah, he's key. He's a key. That's it. How about those Chiefs? Butt kicker's made his last 11 field goals in a row, and the one before that had been blocked. That was that weird blocked field goal a couple games back. Let's continue with the calls. TJ, you're up. Hey, guys. Fins up. That's right. Fins up, uh, baby. Fins up. Hashtag fins up. I started the day off, you know, like boring kind of Chiefs game, no point. But now I'm like super jacked, you know, anytime, anywhere, let's play somebody. And you know what? Damian Williams, where did he come from? Super physical runs today. That was, looks crazy. I mean, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go now. Well, and the one thing about him, the durability is a question. He's obviously past his, his attempt. He only had 50 attempts in a season, but you don't need him very much. You just need him through this postseason run. You right. need two games to get to the Super Bowl. So, you know, durability has been a question for him. But you know what? If he goes out and runs with that kind of attitude and enthusiasm, you know, better late than never. There were a couple plays today where I was impressed with Damian Williams because he hasn't really screamed like the type of guy that could break tackles and get tough yardage for you. On that long run, yes, it was one long run that led to the padded stats, whatever you want to say, but he had this nasty stiff arm where he brought down two charged defenders, and that propelled him to dart down the field. So if he can show that kind of swagger, I think that's important, especially since you lost Spencer Ware. As far as LaShawn McCoy goes, you only saw Darwin Thompson after Williams. So I don't know if McCoy is going to be that much in the mix for the playoffs. No, I mean, especially healthy today, unless they plan on using him a little bit. But if Damian Williams can keep up this, I'm like, I'm glad the officials didn't blow it dead. That happens sometimes whenever you're spinning around, they think you're down, they blow it dead. Just be thankful that didn't happen. By the way, Jay, I'm, I'm just looking at this Dolphins touchdown drive to take the lead. Two catches for 17 yards for old friend Albert Wilson on the drive. Well, Albert stepped up and got the job done. From JT, we go to TJ. What's up, TJ? I'm not there. Can I? We'll go, we'll go to Cole. Cole, what's up? What's going on, guys? Just want to say, how about those Chiefs? Hey, how about Pretty it? excited about that. Uh, I do work with a Patriots fan who was talking all kinds of crap this week. And I told him, I was like, listen, man, I was like, if there was any other quarterback for the Dolphins, I might agree with you. But Fitzpatrick's not the type of guy to go out there and just give up. <laughs> and he went out there and showed that, you know, he has what it takes. Well, and per, yeah, per Herbie, T.O.P., even Andy Reid said uh, shout out to the or hell to the Dolphins is what he said. Uh, he figured things out when the crowd uh, let him know who was winning that game. You don't need a cell phone or anything, Pete, when you get a crowd just to, so in tune with it's that. It's pretty crazy that Albert Wilson comes in clutch for Miami, who used to play for the Chiefs, and then Damian Williams comes in clutch for the Chiefs, who used to play for Miami. Miami comes in clutch to give the Chiefs a two-seed in a And box. where's the Super Bowl this year? God, let's go. South Beach, baby. It's all coming together in the universe. Us three in Miami, shirtless, Super Bowl, I'm down. This is an update from Andy Reid. Uh, Courtesy of Matt Derrick on, on Twitter, Juan Thornhill's injury, they'll know more about it tomorrow. Uh, he had a brace on his left knee in the locker room. He was originally questionable, which makes you feel good, but the Chiefs eventually ruled him out in the game, which makes you not feel not so good. So 
We should have some kind of update. I'd imagine that comes from any in Rappaport or an Adam Schefter or someone like that. I don't understand this negativity from the 913. For the record, I'm a Chiefs fan. Couldn't care less about Miami winning. Why? You'd rather the Chiefs play in the first round of playoffs? As Pete said, it's like a playoff win. They play at Arrowhead for a chance to go to the AFC title game. Why wouldn't you want that? Did you start watching football? Yeah, I I don't know how you wouldn't want to buy. I guess you could make the case, you know, you want them to keep playing because they're on a roll. Sometimes people worry about too much rest. I'm not so much worried about this. I actually like the buy for this team in, in particular. Just because you have been so banged up this year, you've got this crazy illness Give Reed two weeks going around play. the locker room where Wiley has had something. It started with Clark. Now Breland today was in and out of the game with this illness. Uh, you saw in the injury report a number of players had it. I, I think a week off, you quarantine those guys, you get the guys back, you get a little bit more rested. I think another week off does wonders for Patrick Mahomes. I still think that knee can be an issue. I think it's going to be sensitive until he has reconstructive surgery. We'll see if that happens in the offseason. But to me, I think this bye week helps you in a lot of different ways. Uh, no, of course, you're about it. Andy Reid's success after the bye week. They can concentrate on the teams they probably want to play, spend some time on either. And not to cut you guys off, but we do have guys out there in the locker room that will get audio in here shortly. But this is from James Palmer of NFL Network. He says, quote, swag champs, baby. It's what championship, it's it's what we do. Championship swagger, end quote. That was Travis Kelsey in the locker room. All the talk in the Chiefs locker room right now is that they believe they are the hottest team in the AFC right now. That is a confident group, man. Well, there you have it. And it's a group that not only has shown the ability to put up points, but they're one of the few teams in the league who could say, okay, Lamar Jackson was Lamar Jackson and we beat him. And that is huge confidence because... Who else are you afraid of besides the Ravens? It ain't nobody else. So if you've already beaten Lamar Jackson, you got to feel good about well, that. Well, you, you get a guy that's been 16 years there, including last season, that knows the defensive scheme, knows Lamar Jackson, and Terrell Suggs. And Terrell Suggs looked pretty damn happy being a Kansas City Chief today once he had that sack and the fans were letting him feel it. So what what, what good or use he is, is he? Is he going to snitch on the Ravens, whatever, Willie? I mean, obviously, Andy Reid would take any kind of intel he could give, but don't discount that factor either, that they're kind of emotional leader on the Kansas City Chiefs now, which Baltimore, they're still crying about that. As Dusty alluded to, there is still sound to come. You'll hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes at least, hopefully some more sound from the locker room. This from Adam Teicher of ESPM. Linebacker Anthony Hitchens said the Chiefs had no idea what was happening with the Patriots until they heard a cheer from fans in a lull during their own game. Welcome to 2019, where the fans know things that you don't because you don't have your cell phone on you. No question about it. You'd have to wonder, though, that you know they were showing that score. Right. I mean, I wasn't just peeking we, up there. We were here phone. in the studio, so we couldn't see. I'm sure eventually that was put on the screen. Occasionally, I've been there in the past. Don't forget, I worked for Chiefs.com for three years. Andy Reid has chosen to not put scores on the screen. It's up to the big man whether scores are on the screen. So who knows how it was in Arrowhead State. Well, they you found out. If you were there, call us, 913-576-7610. We'd love to know. Let's go to Pam. Pam, what's up? Hey, Chiefs! That's right. Oh, my goodness. i got one thing to say, folks. Thank you, Miami. Oh, yeah. All we need now is is not a repetition of 1995 and Lynn Elliott. Oh, come right, on. We don't have time for negativity. Goodbye. Hey, See you later. Positive only. Word. This is all positive radio. Actually, just kidding. But, you, uh, she said the L word. we gotta, yeah, we got to you, you, bleep you, that out. You, you can't say the L word. Uh, we do have Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, so let's go to that. All right. Uh, really, the only injury is uh, 
Juan Thornhill will know more um, tomorrow. Um, he's had a great year, um, and so we're hoping hoping he's okay. But uh, again, um, it's crazy about this team. He gets hurt, and then Armani Watts goes in and plays a plays a good game. Uh, finishes up with limited reps. Proud of our guys. The fans were phenomenal. I mean, it was loud. Any of those offsides, those when the deep when uh, when we're on defense and they jump offsides on offense, there it's a big thing. Um, my hat goes out to the grounds crew for taking care of the field. I thought they did a great job with that and um, getting it ready to play um, with the weather that we had. So, um, and then I, mean, I can go through the individual things. Uh, D. Williams, uh, 12 carries for 124 yards. Proud of him because he was injured during the year and came back and played great. Um, it's it's weird that Demarcus Ware is here, <laughs> and, you know, and old T. Sizzle beat his record, passed his record up on his way to the Hall of Fame. So both those two, I have a ton of respect for. I haven't played against both of them, and and now I'm glad that 94 is on our side. So I'm I'm good with that. Um, Anyways, Watts, Fenton, Kendall, all coming in and playing um, and, and doing a great job on the back end. 55, 95, the D-line. I mean, 94, 95, all of them. They were, they were rolling. And, um, and then our offensive line. I mean, that goes off to them uh, for really setting the tempo at the end of the game and putting a, putting a finish on the game. So all in all, great game, and hail to the Dolphins. <laughs> You're listening to Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on 610 Sports Radio. I found out that the Dolphins had scored. I mean, was it? Our fans. Yeah, our fans, yeah. Fans were, were hollering, and <clears throat> I figured something good was happening. Yeah. <laughs> what does having the extra week mean? And then, uh, second, about the Dolphins, any chance of making Fitzpatrick honor and chief for a court day? Yeah. I'm going to send him some uh, Kansas City steaks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he did a nice job. I can't do that, though, because that's tampering, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but he deserves them. And the extra week off, um, you, you know, it's great to have this time of the year. So uh, you work hard for, for that. I mean, <clears throat> being 12-4 and four, um, is a um, great accomplishment for our football team. And then you're rewarded with this here. So, um, you know, and I'm proud of the guys for pushing through <clears throat> today because that's a tough thing to do so it's uh that's not not easy you don't know the scores and you, you've got to be have the right mindset as you come into this thing I mean the Dolphins were a 16 point underdog going into this or whatever it was and so um you know but it's a great example of why you why you play and <clears throat> if you're on that field you go 100 miles an hour and you play your heart out so. is, there, is there any way to sum up how you felt at- yeah, you know what's crazy about this is these guys, they don't really, that's not what they need. Uh, this is a self-motivated group that likes to be around each other, Vahe. So um, the fact that they come to work every day, willing to work um, and work hard, the coaches likewise. So... Uh, we're blessed that way, and, um, and we don't plan on slowing down, right? So we're going to keep our foot on the pedal and keep rolling. <clears throat> you listen to Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on 610 Sports Radio. Oh, um, I it the other way around. Or did, did it give you a little extra, kind of like, we're that close? 
Yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. I, um, you know, we were disappointed, which we should have been after it. Uh, we all could have been four inches better. I told you that last year, and, and it didn't happen. So, um, did it motivate us? I, I don't know that, um, but you got a taste of it, and you know, we, we've still got we still got a lot of work to do before we get back there. So. How hard did you coach had, a, had that you know, under 40 yard kickoff return? What did you see, you know, I guess, on the replay that you finally let the break one out? Yeah, I mentioned I, I meant to mention him. Uh, McColl did a heck of a job. He keeps getting better every every week. You can see why he was elected to the uh, Pro Bowls a specialist. He, he, I mean, he did a great job. He did a great job of staying in bounds. I mean, I had a perfect view of it there, and he, that was a heck of a job just being able to do that. Um, and then he just keeps getting better as an offensive player. So, um, you know, he, he's got a, a good future ahead of him as long as he keeps working, right? That's what and he's been doing a great job with that. Coach, how much input did you have into the Patriots and Dolphins score not being shown on the video board during the game? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about it. You know, I didn't want to know about it. I mean, I, I, I just wanted to play. And even if that game didn't go right, um, we still needed – to play for the game that's happening this afternoon, so um, you know that we don't, we wouldn't have an idea. So didn't care. So Andy, even when you have an extra week to prepare like this, I mean, does time still seem to kind of fly by because you got so much stuff to do? What what is it like when you've got? Yeah, well, we'll we'll step back. The guys come in tomorrow, and we'll uh, we'll have a team meeting. Um, I'll give them a schedule for what's going on the next week here during the bye week um, and uh, you know the main thing is that we get work done but yet we we rest up and get ourselves ready for whomever we might play. The third quarter was pretty unusual thing. He was barely at the ball in the second half and still scored 14 points. The defense was out there a bunch with some guys in and out. Just about their effort in the second half to kind of take care of business <laughs> Yeah, so the interception by <clears throat> Tyron was big uh, at, in the end zone. Um, so that that was a, I mean that that was a big play. Um, we we needed to do better on the third and longs. We put ourselves in great situation, and then they they converted. I mean my hat goes off to Philip, he ultimate competitor. And I should say Anthony's done a heck of a job with that team. They have worked through all these injuries that they've had, and and uh, and. He's, got, he's a good football coach, and they have a good team. Um, Let's finish up with the Chiefs head coach on 610 Sports Radio. But, we, yeah, we, were, we need to get off the field a little sooner. We, we'll work on that, make sure we get better at that. <clears throat> and then, um, uh, you know, the, the quarter that flew by was the first quarter. I mean, both teams had a possession, and then they had a tick of a possession, a couple plays, and then it was over. So, um, But when the run game's going, well, that kind of happens. With, with Thornhill's injury, uh, given the injury he's had as a rookie, if you do lose him long term for the rest of the season, how just difficult is the challenge for that? Well, he's been playing great, you know, so, uh, but <clears throat> we've always just said, hey, the next guy uh, is up, and we don't compare notes against one another. So you just do what you do best and, and then work on the things that you need to work on to get better. And, um, and so if he can't go, it's next next man up and let's roll. Um, and that's how this team uh, this team operates.
Coach uh, Tyreek said that he told Damien every time that he breaks one open, he's going to run him down. Did, were you able to see this one? I don't know. Did he catch him? I saw him take off to run him. <clears throat> I'm not sure he caught him, though, did he? He caught him. He did. Well, <laughs> not, not many people can do that, you know. By the way, D-Rob had a nice catch on, uh, uh, you know, the touchdown run, too. So. Coach, I'm just curious, speaking of Tyreek, the third and eight, the deep pass, was that a look that you saw? Was that Pat being aggressive? Or? Yeah, you know what? I probably should have come to that sooner. Uh, Pat wanted that, and, um, you know, he he did a nice job with it. Um, we've been doing a little bit of the underneath part of that route, and and he just reared back and slung that thing. So, um, but he was he was feeling that one, and and uh, so uh, I called it, and he took it from there. Coach, uh, yeah, um, we'll just see how things uh, how things go. Um, you know, uh, we've got the three backs that we're comfortable with, and and uh, he's one of them. So he was, um, I don't believe he was scratched, but he, he uh, your suit's nice, though. Man. <laughs> That's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the Chiefs' big 31-21 to win at Arrowhead Stadium combined with what happened in New England. You have your number two seed, uh, Andy Reid, at the beginning of the press conference saying, hail the Dolphins, also saying, that the Chiefs are not done yet and really making a statement. Everything you're hearing out of the Chiefs locker room is that this is a determined team. It's one we, that is really having a lot of fun. We talked about that before the game. And you really, really, really are getting the feeling right now. If you lived in Kansas City during the Royals run, it is starting to feel like that here. It, it felt like this before the season even started. Just the expectations of the fan base. The first week into training camp, you're right. Yeah, I mean, the, even the very first practice yeah. it was the expectations of the Kansas City Chiefs. That, that's what happens when you get to the AFC title game and you come within an offsides of being in the Super Bowl. You get that close. Even Pat Mahomes was ready to start playing just immediately after they had lost that game. This team has been focused, and that's kind of been a silent mission of this team throughout the year. It's unfinished business. They never came out and really said unfinished business, but that's exactly what it is. And the owner of the team on the franchise, their uh, hard knocks type show, even said the expectation is to get to the Super Bowl and win it. If not, that is not a success. Speaking of Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, he too spoke right after the game. Patrick, can you just uh, describe when you found out that uh, the other game had gone the way it did and what that means to you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I found out when the fans kind of started going crazy, and then I, I asked uh, around the, the sideline, but they kind of kept it away from us so we could focus on the game. Um, obviously, you, you want to get that bye to have that week off, and you're, it's basically like winning a playoff game and then uh, getting to play a game at home. So we're, we're excited for that, and uh, we're going to keep building and keep trying to build this momentum and keep it going. What does it mean to have that first week off? Yeah, I mean, kind of like I said, it, it's a it's basically a win. I mean, that's basically what it is. You get a, you basically get to win that first round of the playoffs, and you get to eliminate that game, and then you get to play a home game. And uh, with the the Chiefs Kingdom and everything that we have here at Arrowhead, I mean, that's very important to us. And so we're excited to be able to play a home game, kind of let everybody get healthy as they can get, and then uh, prepare to play whoever we get. Keeps you guys focused, not worrying about the ball. <clears throat> you guys were going to play this game and win. Wasn't on the school board. You guys were cared about it. Did you? But you know what's going on. You know the Dolphins are big underdog. Did you wake up this morning with any thoughts that they could go and win that game? Uh, I mean, obviously playing in, in Gillette, it, it's going to be hard uh, to get a win for them. Uh, but you know, it's Fitz Magic, man. I mean, he, he does he does he does things that uh, that are awesome to watch. And so they found a way to get a win. But like you said, like there was no scoreboard at all that had any 
number of stats or anything like that. So the best I got was I saw at one point Brady had like one touchdown and one interception. So I was trying to add that together and figure out a way to see what the score was. <laughs> you, guys, uh, you had a really weird kind of third quarter. You guys weren't even out there on offense very much at all. Odd was that quarter to just in score. Yeah, yeah, it was different. I mean, uh, first off, me throwing an interception on that second play of the half, I mean, and that kind of got the momentum in the wrong way. And then uh, McColl with the big play of, of returning the touchdown, where we kind we always jab with him because he, he made the Pro Bowl as a return specialist and he didn't have a touchdown yet. So he had to get one. He had to get one. And then uh, and then Damian with the big run. And so how it worked out, we were on, I think we were on the field for three plays in the second, uh, the third quarter. And so we just knew if we got our opportunity, we had to find a way to, to get us down there and finish off the game. And we 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 did that at the end there. Patrick, two years in a row, you passed for these What's the mean, you know, that you've tied, uh, uh, you know, Tim Green to be able to do that two years in a row? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, uh, it's awesome. I mean, this year I think I really put in perspective like how hard it is to go out there week by week and, and, and put up numbers and get wins. And so you know it's a struggle in this league. Uh, teams are coming with your best effort, playing us really hard. And so uh, just to have the guys around me that I do, it makes my job a lot easier about just getting them the ball and, and then making a lot of these big plays. What do you remember about how you felt at the end of the uh, Patriots game last year that ended the season? What sort of motivation did, did you immediately take from that? Yeah, I, I don't know if it was necessarily just just the the Patriots game, but just falling just that close to the Super Bowl, which is your ultimate goal when you you come into the off season, and knowing all the work that you had, we had put in, and and not getting to the getting to the game, giving ourselves an opportunity, uh, it definitely gave me some motivation to go out there and just continue to get better, continue to progress in any way possible. And um, now we're, we're going to put ourselves an opportunity now that we're going to have a chance of, of making a run at this thing, and we have a lot of momentum going into the playoffs. On that uh, pass to Tyreek late in the game on third down, that kind of let you put the game away. Um, what, what were your thoughts when you saw him covered by that linebacker? Yeah, I mean, I... I I, when I saw him cover by a linebacker, I was putting it up. I mean, just that was my first thought. Um, I didn't want to overthrow it. I wanted to give him a chance to make a play, so I tried to throw it. It wasn't a great spiral, but it was it was right there, and, and he made a great catch on it. And so we had called similar plays to that, and we had gotten the look, that kind of look, and uh, we, we didn't expect them to fully cover him with the linebacker. And I think they kind of got a little they, – they saw Kelsey kind of come across the middle and try to jump it, knowing that we hit him on that play a lot. And so when they did that, I fired it out there to Tyreek. Obviously, the big touchdown today. With the way that Damian runs, just the way that he kind of provides a spark for the for the offense, the energy that brings, just how important is that? That that element coming back to the offense now that he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, he does everything well. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, he ran the ball well today, but he has he's great in pass protection. Um, he's great catching the ball out of the backfield. And, uh, I mean, he, he's, he does everything well as a running back and, and fits our offense really well. And so it, it's awesome to have him back out there to, to fully complement that running back room. And uh, it seems like every single time someone gets the opportunity, they're, they're making plays. They, they had a long touchdown run, and Tyreek, about running down? Did you, could you tell from your view? Did he catch him? Or did he not catch him? I think he caught him. I think Damian slowed down a little bit there at the end. I just hope I never break one. I'm going to have to hand it to Tyreek to let him go ahead and score. <laughs> uh, Patrick, kind of related to the running game and everything, just talk about the sense of balance that you had on offense today and what does it mean for this offense going into the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's I think it's an awesome thing. Uh, I've realized this year that it, it's better just to find ways to win than try to put up all these numbers and, and win that way. And so I feel like as a team, we complement each other really well. Uh, the second half, it kind of got away from us as a time time of possession. But that first half, uh, we did a good job of kind of getting these long drives. We wish we'd have scored on every one of them, but we got these long drives and found ways to put points on the board. What do you feel you guys are <clears throat> into the playoffs? 
as opposed to this time last year? Yeah, I mean, I think we're playing with a lot of a lot of energy. I mean, obviously last year we we had a lot of energy and we were trying to find a way to kind of make a run at this thing. But I think now with the experience that we have uh, playing in these big games and uh, playing the AFC Championship, playing in a playoff game in Arrowhead um, last year, that we can kind of use that to kind of build and find a way to to find a way to win uh, first off the divisional round and then hopefully go in the AFC Championship. Patrick, the offensive line today weren't, weren't sacked. They were doing a great job up front, and they've gone through so many changes in there this year with all the injuries and stuff. How is that unit gelling in front of you, and uh, how confident do you feel with the way they've been playing? I, mean, I feel very confident. I mean, that, that pass rush is, is elite. I mean, th those guys can get after the, the, the quarterback, and they did a great job of keeping me clean uh, and, and giving me time to get the ball to the, our, our playmakers. And so um, I, that that, that – offensive line that's kind of coming together now and been together for a couple games now. You can tell that they're comfortable with each other. Uh, hopefully we'll get to throw Wiley back into the fold here soon and we'll have a, a good set of guys that can really go out there and play uh, confidently. Last one. guys joke and call about being the return specialist, but the catch that he made earlier in the game, he mentioned in the locker room that, that told him to necessarily go deep on that route, mm. that you trust him to go across and you trust him yep. to throw up the ball. In those situations, how much trust do you have in the one-on-one situation to make a catch like that? Yeah, I mean, first off, I mean, you just see how much he's grown since the beginning of training camp when I when I was yelling at him to keep running. I mean, he, he's he's grown each and every week, and he really understands what he needs to do and how to stay on stay on my timing. And with, with that play, he was kind of an alert throw. Um, he he got out there, and I saw him on the safety, and he made the right the right read and kind of stayed in front of him and flattened it off. And I put it out there, and he meant that, that was a big time catch. He got hit pretty hard there, and that, I mean, I know it's a tough one, and uh, it got us momentum them kind of going into the half. So that's Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Let's pause quickly for a station identification. The 435 Podcast Network. Exclusively on 610sports.com and the radio.com app. KCSB Kansas City. WDAFHD2 Kansas City. And radio.com sports station. And the line of the press conference. You know, it's Fitz Magic, man. There you go. Fitz Magic, man. Everybody's saying it. Reed, Hill to the Dolphins, Patrick Mahomes, little Fitz Magic, baby. They like this uh, little bye week that they have coming up. I, th I again, I just I think it's a team that is hot, and I, I understand the, the some concerns out there from a few fans that say we wish we could keep playing, but this will do wonders for this team. And of course, Andy Reid's preparation after the bye is always something to think about because he just very so good, very good at game planning. Way you can prepare now for all these opponents in the AFC and have a leg up. No question, you sit there and you look at the games and have have some time to sit back, devise game plans, even for the offense going forward, what they want to accomplish. And again, I think this offense is good enough to dictate the action, what they want to do, regardless of the opponent, what the Kansas City Chiefs want to do. I think that's so important with this team. But not only that, and I know that uh, Holmes was talking about Wiley coming back there. I'm not so sure with Nooski. I, I told you before the game, he's been playing great. Yeah, And they've been running, and they ran the ball extremely well today. Now, I get it. The, a lot of that was on Damian Williams' long run. That's fine. But this two straight weeks running the ball over 100 yards. Chiefs win this game 31-21. to They clinch a first-round bye in the 2019 NFL playoffs. When we come back, get to hear from Travis Kelsey, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Damian Williams, McCole Hardman, all in the Chiefs locker room. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. It's a great time to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan as your Chiefs have played out of the wild card round. They are headed to the divisional round. They have a first round bye after what happened 
in New England. The Dolphins with their upset of the New England Patriots. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Jay Binkley with you too, a little bit after five, talking about this Chiefs win at Arrowhead, a big divisional win. Uh, the Chiefs take care of business on their end, and they get a little help. You know, they got some help from Miami, and it didn't matter, but this, this team was so focused from the beginning of this year. They knew what was in front of them. They knew what defined success. The division didn't matter to them. Sure, they they put the T-shirts on the hats briefly, but it didn't matter. Um, they had one goal, and that's to be in Miami for the Super Bowl. And listen, now they, they need to win two games to do it, and one of them is at home. We'll see who your opponent is after next week. No, no question about it. I get it. And that's the one thing about tomorrow. It's like you're not looking forward, not looking ahead to what's going on for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the bottom line is that makes it kind of fun, makes it kind of interesting. And certainly it makes uh, next weekend's games a little more clear for and fun for Kansas City. We had our guys talk to wide receiver Tyreek Hill in the locker room after the game. Here was Hill from the locker room. It feels great, man. You know, you know, um, just having those few days off to recover, get our bodies together, you know, um, and then just having that extra time to just work with Pat, you know what I'm saying, and then just work as an offense, you know, to make sure that we got everything down Pat. It's hey, great. How did, how did you guys find out on the sideline? I know the score wasn't showing up on the, on the video board like that, so how did the word get to y'all? Um, just word of mouth. People just start saying that, hey, there's 20 seconds left. Miami just scored. They're up by three, and everybody just started going crazy. I didn't believe them at first, but... I mean, I'm just blessed. What's up, bro? I don't talk to me, bro. You threw me short on that last ball. <laughs> talk about that chase now, man. What? The second time you chased him I told down, you, Will, I'm going to always, I'm always, if I'm on the field, I'm going to always run him down. And I told McCole, too, he better be glad I wasn't on the field. I would have ran him down, too. You know what I'm saying? I still got it. Four years in. I'm still fast, baby. Who you did one that the second time? Who? Who you did one with one Photo finish, Photo finish. I was walking at first. I seen them bumping off tackles, you know what I'm saying? So I, so I, I kind of got like a late, late start this time for real. According to next-gen stats, the two fastest runs you've had all year are chasing down Damien. Oh, what was that time right there? It was 22. 22-8-1. 22-8-1 ties the fastest that anybody's run this year. Nice. Nice. That's nice, though. So nobody tried to sneak a cell phone on the sideline or anything to try to keep up to date with scores? Nah, nah. We'll never do that, man. Like, those are Coach Reed's rules, and we're just going to obey his rules. We'll never do that. Who? You asked every question all day. Oh, yeah, man. Tyreek, what was it like to have that change of change of events at late in the game when you guys found out that the Patriots had lost? Oh, it's great. Like I said, it's great, man. I feel amazing now. You know what I'm saying? At first, I mean, I just came to play the game. I wasn't even thinking about the game. But once everybody said we're going to get a bye, hey, I'll take a few days off. You know what I'm saying? I get more time to hang with, um, hang with my family, so I'll take it. Terry, how much confidence do you have going into this postseason now? We got a lot of confidence, man. Defense balling, our offense is getting is getting things rolling, so I, I got a lot of confidence. As you've seen special teams, they scored today, so we're we, we clicking at the right time. Can you tell us what happened on the interception? It looked like it might have been a miscommunication for you and Pat. It's just me. I, I take the blame on that. You know what I'm saying? Bad route running by me, I'll take it. You feel like you guys are the hardest team to beat in um, AFC? Huh? You feel like you guys are the hardest team going into the playoffs? Are we the hottest or the hardest team to beat? Hot, hottest. Oh, yeah, man. We the hottest team. We got the most swag in, in the AFC. I mean, I know I know the Ravens got Lamar. Patriots got Tom. But we got Patrick Mahomes, baby. Hey. <laughs> Tyree Kill talking about how the Patriots have Tom, the Ravens have Lamar. 
but he has Patrick Mahomes, baby. It's confidence in the quarterback, confidence in the offense, and he's 100% right. We are going to take a quick call here from Neil. Neil, what's going on? Hello. Neil, I got you. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, it's going great, Pete. Two weeks ago, Pete, Jay, you said I was being positive. Pete, you said I had misinformation, and you were correct. <laughs> I did have misinformation. But today, Pete, will you do me a favor? What's that? Will you do me a favor? When After I say this, will you tell me that I have correct information? I have accurate information? Anything for you, Neil. Thank you, Pete. Pete, we got the two seed, baby. <laughs> that is hey, that, that, that is, is correct information, oh, my friend. I love it. I love it. I love it. There you oh, go. God, that's pretty much all I got. I want well, there you go. You can get involved now. That leaves the line open for you, 913-576-7610. We have some more sound out of the Chiefs locker room. Let's go to Damian Williams. Last year, you guys got a first-round bye in the playoffs again. This year, you've got that same situation, first-round bye coming back this year. How much better does it feel this time? Do you guys feel different going into it this time than you did this time last year? Yeah, I feel like we worked to go get this. You know, we had a lot of ups and downs this season. But I felt, you know, we picked it up at the right time and, and, and we're rolling it and it's starting to show. Yeah, I mean, you said earlier this week and last week as well that you felt a, little, felt a little pressure this time around because you had a few weeks off. Was today kind of a result of that? Oh, most definitely. And, and just having a, you know, the old line that I have and being able to, to trust those guys. So, you know, being as fresh as I am, I'm, you know, you hit the hole a little different. So, you know, I, I took that advantage today and, and we was running. Do you feel confident in kind of carrying the load throughout the playoffs now? Oh, of course. What do you feel like having your old team give you guys a hand today? Oh, man, it feels great just because, you know, I know the history. I know how it kind of goes down. You know, they'll get us either the first game or second game, but I know we, we always come out or, or the Dolphins always come out, you know, with a win. So it just, you know, I feel like it's history, you know. Just keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. Damien, you're gonna call some of your team former teammates. You know, give them a little text. Say. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, this is a league. You know, you, and you build relationships and you build friends. So, you, of course, you know whether or not, you know, I always call and check on those guys anyway. Last year, you had a good postseason run. You know, three touchdowns, one playoff game. You feel like you're ready to finally okay. get to that level, and you're just kicking it at the right stride at the right time. Oh yes. Yeah, there's no better time than, than right now. So at the end of the day, you know, I feel good. The offense feels great. And all I can do is, you know, keep rolling. What do you think is the biggest difference between where you guys are right now compared to where you were at this point last year? Ah, oh, man. I feel like last year it was, a, it was a different team, a different feeling. We, Pat was on a, you know, on a different role. So I feel like, you know, right now I feel like we really had to dig to go get this. And I feel like it's, it's, it's a different feel because I feel like, you know, everybody feels that we, we had to really dig deep to go get this. Defense made some key plays again today. Does that give you guys a lot more confidence going into the playoffs this time around? Oh, of course. Just, you know, our defense is playing stout. So, you know, they keep that up. All we can do is keep rolling. That's Kansas City Chiefs running back Damian Williams, who plans to call and text some of his old teammates in Miami. Thank, him, thank them for, for the win in Foxborough today. No question. Thank them. And the uh, text line was asking about Thornhill. We won't know till tomorrow. But uh, I'm certain that uh, Damian Williams' phone will be blowing up with a lot of uh, congratulations to the Dolphins. We're going to head back out to the locker room in just a second. But, Jeff, you've been waiting a long time. What's up? Jeff? Hey, Pete. Thanks for uh, taking the call. But uh, wanted to, to hop on and get your guys' opinions on a couple of things. So, one, the text line at the start of the show was saying that they don't think the bye week's important. But... Obviously, you mentioned Andy's record off the bye. Yep. 
And then with that, D. Will has put together a couple of good games here. So if he's able to stay fresh um, with the bye as well, then that'll be good for us going down the stretch. And I don't think – did Shady get any touches today or did he get any snaps? No touches. From, no no touches from Shady McCoy. So, so with that, I, I mean, potentially I, I think he could be shutting it down for the rest of the year unless, you know, emergency situation. And then one last point on the bye week, I think it'll be good for the defense to, to start prepping on who's going to be taking over those snaps for Juan. And then one last point to leave you guys with um, – I thought it was great to see our offense finally be able to go out there and, and close out a game and, and get that touchdown late on. Um, so, again, appreciate the time. Um, go Chiefs and go Dolphins. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jeff. Yes, Juan Thornhill injured his left knee, came out of this game. There should be more updates per the Chiefs. You'll get an official update probably a little bit later in the week. You'll start to see some of those unofficial updates probably coming, I would guess, midday tomorrow, Tuesday, from the Adam Schefters of the world. <laughs> That's right. And the Chiefs, though, they did have a balanced attack. I mean, you think about the run uh, differential between the, the run and the pass for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Pat Mahomes, 25 attempts, 23 uh, carries for this team. That includes seven by Pat Mahomes, so a very balanced attack for the Kansas City Chiefs. They were able to get the job done. Dave Tobes, special teams with Nicole Hordman, score a touchdown. And once again, the Chiefs, the only team in the AFC, top 10 in DVOA in offense, defense, and special teams ranked seven. So struggles as they had early in the season. Even that snap count that was the same in Tennessee that they judged and they ended up blocking the kick. The special teams have been consistent for this team, and right now they're winning with all three phases. All the leaders of SAC Nation. I'm talking about Chris Jones, T. Sizzle, Terrell Suggs, and Frank Clark with the sack today. Here was Clark in the locker room after the game. I'm pretty good. Uh, had a rough few weeks, you know, a few right. weeks ago, but um, I've been feeling pretty good as of lately and, you know, just enjoying my time around my teammates and stuff. And anything else physically, your neck, any of that bothering you still, or today did you feel like you didn't have to play very timid? Uh, I mean, obviously you didn't. Nah, nah, not at all. Um, everything full go right now, especially going into the playoffs, you know, new season. Um, all the stats, all that stuff is over with, so I'm happy about that. And uh, just ready to go on this run, you know. And you said this is your first time ever getting a bye? Yeah, it's my first time getting the bottle, feel? so yeah, um, I'm gonna go enjoy it. Um, it feels pretty good knowing, you know, he had some help, you know, out there in Miami. You know, um, Fitzpatrick did did a pretty good job closing that game out to help us out. So, so we did our job out here, getting the win to close out the conference. You know, we run the West, so and we want more. Um, that's the goal. You know, I um, got a first week bye, but you know, got to stay focused. You know, buys can go up and down. That's for this game, just this, the second half, you guys really turned it off a bit notch. What what went into there the halftime adjustments that you made to try to shut down the Chargers? Um, really just understanding. They was going to try to run the ball, um, knowing that you got, they got 25 and 30, you know, which, which back is in the game, what to expect, 30s in the game, more passing, more um, screen, stuff like that, 25 in the game, more downhill runs. Um, you know, just understanding stuff like that, understanding when Phillip Rivers was in the game, um, can the tackles, knowing when it was run pass, um, you know, just going off our keys and stuff when we learned the whole week of practice. Frank, as a leader, what can you say right now for a guy like Juan who played so well in his rookie year and is probably not going to be with you guys in the playoffs? I, mean, I just told him to keep his head up. You know, I went and sent him right after the game. Uh, it's been tough, but, you know, as a rookie, you got to understand you got to go through these things if you want to get to the top. You know, it's a, um, it's a long journey in the NFL to, you know, be one of those guys, as people say. So um, for a guy like Juan who's came in, has been excellent, you know, for his, um, went through that rookie learning curve and um, now he's been playing some excellent ball over the last couple of weeks. But, you know, it hurts. You know, it hurts. You don't want to see one of the guys that you start you know the season up go down like that and uh, you know we just got to hold it down we got a few guys that went down and we'll just go continue to hold it down for the guys that went down and um, you know try to bring it home for them. I know, I know you said because of your injuries earlier this year friends that you felt that you were letting fans down and I know fans sort of reached out in the same way to sort of 
they thought that there was an expectation that you were going to reach. This may be the first time where you and the fans kind of can enjoy a moment. That makes sense. <laughs> the idea of winning out the regular season, you know, and the idea of Miami giving you guys a buy in on playoff game. Just what was, what is, what's been the relationship like between fans? and having this sort of moment together for the first time. You said with me and the fans? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's been a pretty cool relationship. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, as a fan, they take things more personal. You know, they take they take the game, you know, a little bit different way than we take it. We're the players to actually understand what's going on out there. So, um, you know, the fans who don't understand, they, they, they jump off and they make all these conclusions about what's going on. They don't really get it. But um, my job is to try to help them understand as best I can. You know, I can't talk about everything. I can't, you know, speak about everything. You literally get fined about it. So um, they got to understand. You know, sometimes, sometimes you just gotta weather the storm, and that's sort of what I did. Um, I knew it was coming. I knew, I knew what I was going through, and it was sort of like, you know, you weather the storm, get through it, and then eventually, you know, everything will be ours. Clark, after three seasons with ten sacks or more, finishes this year with eight. But for being hurt half the year, as he sort of revealed midway, and then being sick and missing two games, losing almost twenty pounds. I'm excited for next year, Frank Clark. I'm excited for the playoff run. Now, this, this team's clearly happy with getting that bye. You heard the Fitzpatrick there. You heard the the Fitzmagic from Mahomes. Andy Reid held to the Dolphins. They love this bye week, and Frank Clark has gone through the gamut this year. He had the pressure of the contract living up to it, even though he had that pinched nerve and wasn't feeling a couple of his fingers. Uh, the way he set the edge down the stretch, Terrell Suggs, what can him, his impact be? And again, you don't need much from Terrell Suggs. Just make that dynamic play in the postseason, that strip sack fumble, which he has 39 forced fumbles in his career. That will be seventh all-time in the NFL. Just something like that for Terrell Suggs. Frank Clark setting the edge. This is going to be imperative to beating the Baltimore Ravens, who today became, uh, in, in their game this afternoon, became the, the most rushing yards in the history of the National Football League. So they're going to come out. They're going to want to run the football. That's why it's imperative for those guys to get off the field on third down and give Patrick Mahomes more opportunities. Interesting nugget from the game. James Palmer of NFL Network said DeMarcus Ware was on the sideline during the closing minutes in Kansas City. He said to James Palmer that he predicted Terrell Suggs uh, would pass him on the all-time sack list, and he told Terrell that before the game. Suggs did. He now sits eighth all-time with 139 career sacks. Ware is at 138.5 and now in ninth. Here was Terrell Suggs in the locker room after the game. How does it feel to be in the NFL for so long doing so well? Hey, man, it, that was good, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm just fortunate. Like when you look up there and you be like, "Wow, I really got that many." You know, you try to remember the first one. You know, the first one is just as good as the last one. I'm just, you know, I'm grateful for everything. You know, that's happened in my career, so it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a flattering accomplishment, to be totally honest. With you. Since you've been with this team, what is the one thing that you saw that stuck out to you? Swagger. So this team plays with uh, tremendous swag, man, and, and it's it's a confidence, and that's the number one edge a football player has is his confidence. And when you have a team playing with swagger, and uh, you know the head ball coaches encouraging that, and, and your, your, your person, I mean your position coaches is encouraging it, like that that can help you in January in uh, playoff football. So. You can have a playoff game home here. Mm -hmm. First time in the stadium for you as a Chief. Just as a Chief. <laughs> what, what was that? The stadium get loud. Like, it was very flattering to be on the home side of that, you know. But normally, I've, in the past, I've been on a visit, so I was like, yo, it's really, you know, it's really loud in here, and the, and the fans are really engaging. And, you know, that makes the game fun. That's what the game's about, and it's good to play 
with a, a, a crowd uh, with the kind of energy. It's electrifying. Okay, you, thanks, guys. Thank right, we got one more. Yeah, one more. One more. One more. One more. One more. And, and you've been through this before uh -huh. because you know what it's like to have a buy and not have a buy. Mm -hmm. This being your first game, you know, just the fans understanding the ramifications of what was going on in both games. Mm -hmm. can, can you just explain what that's like? As, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I think our fans were just really engaged in our game. Like I think as a. a, a organization as a team we were just worried about us we totally forgot that that was a scenario we knew we had to handle our business and like we went out there after the offense sealed the game it was like Miami just scored 20, 20 seconds left and we then it hit us like oh my god really you know what I'm saying so it's very flattering but it shows what have, good stuff can happen when you handle your own business you, you, you focus on what you have to do your task and hey you can't worry about anybody else Terrell Suggs for taking another question, telling Chiefs PR, I'm, I'm taking one more. Yeah, taking Love one more that. question. Everybody wants to talk to T. Sizzle. He Sizzle. gets eighth all-time in sacks. He wants him. to talk. You heard the crowd and the enthusiasm. He loved it, the swag from this team. Not only that, but he credited Andy Reid and the position coaches. Kind of letting the guys be. You know, go out there, have that swag, have that confidence. And he credited Reid. He said the head ball coach. And he recredited the assistant coaches as well, the position coaches, for kind of you know, encouraging that swagger within their players. Hey, do you guys want to hear 36 seconds of Philip Rivers crying? Sure. In his postgame? I heard he doesn't know where he's going to be but next year. Here you year. go. I think it's that I can I can say I gave it a, everything I had. I mean, every week, you know. So, you know, and, and maybe know. it means an interception on fourth and 18 when you're down know. 10. Because I don't care uh, that it's going to say two interceptions. You know, I really don't. It's just like I ain't quitting. So I think that, oh, I, I, think, I think that, that um, doing it with – so many guys here we go over you know 14 years and and going to the locker room win or lose and i can say that government we're short we felt we fell short but or we won you know uh but shoot i, I couldn't try it any harder oh my you love to see it wow i mean he really wanted to to bring la slash san diego a title Came up short every time. How about Andy Reid saying he wants to send some uh, Kansas City steaks to <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he can't because it's tampering. <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of, of feeling there is in Kansas City. I imagine oh, there man. are some even uh, better comments from Travis Kelsey. Here was Kelsey in the locker room. Yeah, we're still trying to put up set six, seven, whatever you want to call it. We're, we're, we're trying to score touchdowns on every single drive. And, uh, you know, that's what we're working for. Regarding this game, I know that at the beginning it seemed a little stagnant at first. seemed like some miscommunication problems. But what got it going on track later in the game? Guys rallying together, uh, figuring out what they were doing. Uh, the small things, to, at least from an offensive standpoint, seeing what they were doing defensively and how they were going to match up to us and trying to take advantage of that. When you hear Miami, beat two England, what was that feeling like? And how reliever you not have to play next week? Um, I think it's going to be good for a lot of guys to get healthy, um, get some uh, nicks and bruises all cleaned up, and uh, you know, we'll be interested to see who we got. First time this year where you guys are anticipating getting the ball. Cold special teams gets the first touchdown of the season. Just my favorite goal in the swing is that. Given, awesome. given how much you've seen in the first year. It was awesome to see one second game against uh, Especially on special teams where uh, you've got a lot of guys out there working on special teams. Uh, all carriers moving that fast. It's, it's, it's special. And uh, that's what Nicole did. Now, Tyreek says that you guys are the swaggiest team in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Swag chance, baby. That's what we do. What we do, championship swag. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you need the shirt? I don't know. You need the shirt for championship swag. You need the shirt? Yeah, I'm going to need a double X. Here we go. Five. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
That's Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey after the game. Three receptions, 24 yards. And you hear him saying the words that every Chief is saying right now, championship swagger. They're not satisfied with the bye week. They're not going to be satisfied with a divisional win or an AFC title win. They want to go to the Super Bowl and win. Yeah, the Super Bowl is the only option for this team. Whether you define success with the Chiefs just getting to the Super Bowl or you define success with the Chiefs getting to the Super Bowl and winning it before they back the Brinks truck up for Patrick Mahomes. We got to take a break pretty soon here, but I do want to get to some calls really quickly. They've been waiting for a while. Jordan, what's on your mind? Hey guys, um, I'm just curious your opinion, and if I'm fooling myself, tell me. But I feel like the last few weeks we've been seeing a vanilla version of the offense, maybe like 80, 75 percent of what it's capable of. Yes, I feel like there's times when if we put the ball in Mahomes' hand, he can make a play, but instead we're running. We're not seeing Hardman in the passing game. I'm just I'm curious if I'm uh, having a conspiracy theory or, or what do you guys think? No, I, I you take this beat because I've, I've been talking a lot about this. The, the Chiefs offense, when you when you consider the defenses they played, it's been outstanding. The Chargers defense, no joke, sixth in the NFL in total defense. The Bears were third in scoring defense. The Broncos are right there, right there, hovering outside the top ten as far as scoring defense. And then the Patriots, with the Chiefs playing the Patriots, number one scoring defense in the NFL, they've played the best of the best when it's considered a defense. And I do think they've kept things relatively I, calm because of Mahomes just feeling comfortable with this offense. I think last year has made me and obviously other fans just a little bit used to an elite offense. I think the Chiefs right now have a good offense. I think it's solid. But when that is paired with a really good defense, what you have is a better chance to win the Super Bowl because the team's more complete. So I would agree. I think last year it just felt like they were scoring at will. It isn't the case this year. It just isn't. It's a little bit different. You can make a case for the defenses. But what, at the end of the day, matters? It's that they're scoring more points than the other team. And for six straight games headed into the playoffs, they've done that. And they got a second round by, or I'm sorry, a first round by a number two seed because of that. No question. The defense is a complete football team. And you went, when has the Chiefs been this complete? Top 10 scoring defense, seventh in the NFL. The offense being where they're at, what, third or fourth in the NFL? 97. The Chiefs' defense was number one in scoring defense, fifth in scoring offense, except you did not have Patrick Mahomes. And ultimately, when they get to the playoffs, you saw the conservative nature which they approached the playoffs ended up losing. Butch, what'd you think of the game? Gentlemen. How about those Dolphins? My <laughs> goodness, can you believe that? Look, what do they tell me? What do they call luck? Some people may call this luck, but what is luck? It's when opportunity meets hard work, and we put ourselves in this opportunity by going on the road and beating a team like New England. Look, I'm praying for my guy, Juan Thornhill. It's going to take a lot to replace him, but this team is built to go into the playoffs and light teams up on offense. I don't think we've seen the best of our offense yet. We will see it. So the second season is upon us. Go out, buy your Ryan Fitzpatrick jersey while you got a chance, and watch the playoffs savor the flavor of this one. <laughs> This is going to be our ascension into title town. We're going to put our name on a banner in 2020, y'all. Go Chiefs. Love that call from Butch. I've seen already a Chiefs jersey with Ryan Fitzpatrick's name floating around <laughs> on Twitter. Sean, what's on your mind? Sean. Hello. How's it going, guys? Great, man. What's up? Hey, what's uh, Fitzpatrick's uh, foundation? So we can uh, start sending a little bit of dough his way, show our appreciation. I like the... Uh, uh, was it Bill did to the for 
Yeah, um, this has been floating. This has been floating around already on social media. Six Ten Sports own Cody Tap just tweeted it out. Concussionfoundation.org. So if you're interested in uh, that, perfect. There you go. I'll definitely, I'll definitely toss fifteen bucks this way. Thanks, guys. Go Chiefs. There you go. That's another call again. It seems like that's something people are doing. Kansas City fans donating to another concussion foundation. legacy foundation. It happens to be in Boston, though, <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. But that that is fine. It's a good gesture for Chiefs fans towards uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's. Uh, foundation when we come back send him some beard oil too i know Casey beard company you know, <laughs> i do like was, beard oil yeah. as you know i have a beard uh, when we come back you'll hear from chris jones and mccall hardman and we will name our player of the game you're listening to the arrowhead pride post game show the arrowhead pride post game show back to the arrowhead pride post game show here's pete sweeney and jay binkley welcome back into the arrowhead pride post game show the chiefs win 31 to 21 at arrowhead stadium they are your number two seed in the afc so they won't play for two weeks here as they have a first round bye bad news from nfl network's ian rapaport the chiefs fear that standout rookie Safety, Juan Thornhill suffered a significant knee injury that will knock him out for the playoffs. He will have an MRI tomorrow to learn the details. He's been a key part of that defense. So Thornhill out, likely a combination of Kendall Fuller and Armani Watts in for the Chiefs. Yeah, it's tough. And when you get to this point in the season, again, the Chiefs went into this game about as healthy as they ever have. Andrew Wiley, of course, still banged up. But I think Webnewski is just fine. At the Garden, the Chiefs have been running the ball over 100 yards the last two games. So that, that, that's that been fine. But uh, Thornhill's been a beast, man. He's been all over for this team. He's so versatile in what he could do when he was in college, corner, safety. He can do it all, cover man-to-man, do a lot of different things for this defense, kind of like a honey badger light. Right. And I just felt like as well, because he was able to work next to Matthew for the entire season, what you really had at the end here was a key contributor. He grew to be, even in his rookie season, almost, and I don't want to say definitely, but like almost a veteran presence because you already had now 16 games under your belt. And a good tackler and a playmaker uh, to boot. Like I said, I mean, he you know studied the Honey Badger, watched that film. They made a great pair. Thornhill and like Tyron Matthew and made a great pair. Chiefs will end up going with probably Fuller again and Watts in the dime moving forward. That's their plan. Uh, today, and uh, when he was when he left the game, again that remains to be seen. The silver lining here with the Thornhill injury is that they have now the bye week to figure it out, where they can insert guys, go through film. That's the advantage of, of playing your guys in this game. And yeah, you do lose Thornhill, and I know people probably would have been upset about that, especially if the Patriots won. But the reason you play your guys is because again, you never know, and the Chiefs get that first round bye because of it. Chris Jones spoke to the media after the game. No, he's more so a, a baseball player. He's <laughs> a baseball player. Um, but whatever he chooses to play, I'll, I'll support him. Have you ever experienced uh, a crazy kind of Week 17 like this in your career? This is insane. Um, I've really never been a part of something this crazy. Um, the Patriots losing to the Miami Dolphins. Who would have thought? Um, we're fortunate enough to get the number two seed. When did you guys know, and what was like the reaction when you guys were, you guys had the lead solidly as the game was winding down? When the crowd started going crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> out of nowhere, the crowd was going crazy, and the score popped up. And that's when I, like, that's when I was like, we got a chance. <laughs> and you ran over to the fans. You 
Did you jump in the stand with the fans? Of course or? I did. How did that <laughs> back to Arrowhead Stadium, baby. We're going to finish this thing strong. Sack Nation? Sack Nation, baby. <laughs> Chris, How important is a bye week? How helpful is a bye week, you know, coming into this, this very crucial stretch? It's major. Um, we get to rest our legs, rest our body, recover well, and uh, take advantage of the week off. Jones saying the bye week is major, and you understand why now the Chiefs, as he said, get a chance to rest their legs. So that's the defensive side of the football. On the offensive side, wide receiver McCole Hardman also spoke to the media. Take us, take us through the touchdown. Uh, I mean, I ain't, this is like my first. I think my first time returning at that game. Um, I couldn't get a chance to get it early, and I was getting kind of mad because like it was like. I was like, man, dang, I know I can get these, and I was just wanting to get a chance to get out. And then the last one, I seen the hole, I seen the crease, and once I hit it, I was like, ain't nobody here, so let me go ahead and go. So. How did it feel to finally break one? Because you've been close, the hole's been there. Man, feel so good to do it, and, uh, to reward the guys in front of me, you know, because they've been working hard all season. They've been blocking, I mean, they've been blocking their ass off all season just for me to reward them, and, you know, it's a, it's a great thing. So hopefully I can get them some more, and uh, cause I think I'll notice what they do, so definitely. 104 yards, third yeah. line. Longest in Chiefs history. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, go longer next time. Uh, that's how my thoughts are. Yeah. Maybe I can come eight out eight deep next time, maybe, you know? So, um, But no, nah, it's good. Man. I'm just happy to, that I can do it and get one out of my belt. So. What goes into the decision whether to bring it out or not? Uh, ultimately, it's up to me, you know? Um, but Toe will give you, a, give you a, um, like a medium. Like, okay, listen, if it's five, six deep now, it's stay in. But but be aggressive, you know, like, so it's like, if you want to take it out, you know, you just be smart with it, so at the end of the day, it's like, it's kind of up to me, man, and, um, but he trusts me whatever I want to do, and, um, so, and today, I kind of just, you know, I felt this, so. Close to that tiring. sideline, were you a little, little nervous, but did you have to see the replay to make sure you were in, or did you know? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was close to it, I just, I ain't seen nobody telling, I'm like, shoot, I guess it was, it was a clear cut, so. Tyree, you said you're on the foot. When? Tyree, did you come up on you? When? Did he come up No, I won't come up, he won't, he won't come up on me. Tyree said if he wasn't the Trying to come up. No, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he do that, I either, I'm, I'm making an excuse to say I wasn't running, or he's just, he just going to have to get me. But now, nah, if I'm running, if I know he's there on the field with me, I'm definitely going gonna, gonna to keep running until I get there, you know? Yeah, you guys got the two seed now. How's that feeling? You're not at Miami being New England? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah it's feel good. I'm glad, man. It's good to give us a bye. Everybody get healthy, get rested up, and um, just get ready for the um, divisional. What does that mean for, for you guys to be, you're, uh, you're a young guy obviously, and first year here, what does that mean for you guys to be able to rest up and get a bye and not have to worry about playing maybe three playoff games in a row? I'm young, man. My body my body feels good, you know what I mean? So I bet it's, it's more beneficial for the older guys that's, that need a little bit more rest, you know, to get get right, to get going. So, um, But it's a clutch. I love it. I mean, I'm glad we do it, and it gives us more time to prepare for the point that we're going to have. So. Excellent, excellent analysis from wide receiver McCole Hardman saying that those guys were blocking their ass off McCole Hardman for saying that is our AP player of the game 24-7 Six Ten Sports Radio 24-7 Bigley Bigley all the time I told you Hardman was going to ball Damian Williams another good candidate for that as just well. try to be nice and then the ego kicks in there it is right? that's right Horse. that's right are you sponsored by Bang Energy Drinks yet no you're not even drinking Bang today you're cheating I, I was it's uh, right here Pete. Yeah, it's, it's a monster it's in there with a pile of chew spit I gotta be careful man I'm gonna do when I wake up tomorrow you know Chris Jones tweeted at the Miami Dolphins said, thank you, Fitzpatrick. The, the Chiefs are very happy with the Dolphins if it's magic from the head Why coach to the quarterback be? to the players. They're excited about them. They should be. You get a bye. Arrowhead Pride tweeted, touchdown Dolphins, and in 10 seconds, it had like 2,000 reach. And people are donating to the charity. Thanks to yeah. Cody. Go to, go to Cody Tapp's uh, Twitter account and donate to uh, the concussion research for uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just think it's easy to compare in this city when 
the Kansas City Royals were going on their run. There were those moments where it really did start to feel in your stomach like a destiny type of deal. This was one of those things today where the chances of the Dolphins winning this game as 16-point underdogs, Vegas, the desert, saying this is impossible to happen. And then it does. It plays out just as you would want. Fitzpatrick drives down the field. Albert Wilson has two catches. And, man, the miracle happens. You hear the crowded arrowhead because it's smartphone time in 2019. And, boom, you have a first-round buy. It's just unbelievable. I know a lot of Chiefs fans went to Buffalo Bills bars last week. Got excited watching because that game. Because you thought that was your only chance? It was the only chance. You look at the schedule and the Dolphins, and Tom Brady just does not lose to the Dolphins at home. Different story when he's playing in South Beach. Doesn't lose to him there. With everything on the line and that bye week, first time in 10 years, uh, the Patriots not getting that bye in the first round. We'll probably be with you now for another 20, 25 minutes. If you want to get your take in, you can call us 913-576-7610. You could also hit us on the Protein House Eat with a Purpose. Text line 69306. When we come back, we'll go through our Arrowhead Pride sounds of the game. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. The Chiefs. Win their game. They take care of business at Arrowhead Stadium. And thanks to a little friend of the Chiefs named Ryan Fitzpatrick, they have a first-round bye. Let's relive some of the game with the Arrowhead Pride sounds of the game. ...to win and watch New England lose and get to number two in the conference in the playoffs. First and ten, Mahomes deep, caught for a touchdown! by Tamarcus Robinson. Works on Jenkins. Hardman is back there. He'll bring it out. Nicole Hardman gets a block from Sherman. Gets a block from Thompson. He's off to the races. Cuts inside. You can kiss him. Goodbye. Four yards to daylight. The rookie out of Georgia. McCall Hardman. First and ten, Damian Williams, blocked by Kelsey, blocked by Wisner. Oh, and he spins three! There he goes! It's a foot race! Perriman trying to get him. There he goes for six! Galloping 84 yards! Meanwhile, Miami has first and goal down by four. And they're at the New England four-yard line, first and goal. 29 seconds left. Here, Butker kicks the extra point. And Fitzpatrick throws in the end zone. Touchdown, Miami! The Dolphins have just scored. Gasicki, the tight end, got a laser in the back of the end zone on a goal-to-go touchdown pass by Miami quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick to take a lead with 24 seconds to go. The extra point coming up for Miami, leading New England 26-24. to And the crowd now knows it. What a throw 
by Fitzpatrick. What a touchdown run by Williams on the last weekend of the regular season in the NFL. If the Chiefs win and New England loses, the Chiefs will be the two seed. They'll get the bye and they'll have a home game the next weekend. I'm getting confused. What game are you calling? I'm calling both games. On the same year in which Kevin Harlan calls a cat on Monday Night Football, he's calling two games at once on the CBS broadcast, Bink. It was a uh, perfect broadcast. And again, it was just so fun. It was a fun moment as a Chiefs fan with both games happening at the same time. The Chiefs get this bye. It looked improbable that Miami would beat New England. Uh, it was kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, Andy Reid would go to 27-3 and against the AFC West that he's absolutely dominated. Uh, Mahomes just one loss against the AFC West. Came at the hands uh, of the Chargers, believe it or not. But Chiefs have now beat the Chargers 11 of the last 12. Oakland 10 out of the last 11. Denver nine games in a row. Yeah, it's safe to say that the it's uh, Andy Reid owns this division. It's not even it's not even comparable how much he dominates this division. I think now that you've been in Kansas City and you've gone through what you went through during the Denver years makes it even more special because you experienced the other side of this. So you know how Oakland Raiders fans are feeling. You know how Denver Broncos fans are feeling. You know how the six Los Angeles Chargers fans that live somewhere. <laughs> In this country, are feeling. It's been and Patriots fans now six or seven years, eight years here of dominance. No question. You're looking at the Chiefs. You're looking at Mahomes. You're looking at Andy Reid again. Mahomes or Andy Reid's uh, been extended through 2021. Time to get uh, Big Red signed up with Kansas City for a little while longer. Right, and here we are. We're in a situation where now he is three wins away from that elusive Super Bowl win. Do you get the feeling that if he's able to do it, and I'm not jinxing every, anything right now, I, I'm, I'm very iffy about this, if he's able to do it, get a Super Bowl, would he even consider retire? Or do you think now with Mahomes, he says, okay, this could open the floodgates for me? I think so. I think he sees multiple, to be honest with you, with Patrick Mahomes. Clearly he gets that extension when John Dorsey was let go because of the relationship with Mahomes. And I could see him back here for a very long time, or at least until he's done coaching or four or five years, tops, max, as far as that is concerned. But Think about what a ring would do with for the legacies of some of these Chiefs. Like Travis Kelsey, I think, is going to be in the Hall of Fame anyway. Having that ring just gives you that bump. What about Dustin Colquitt? Well, Dustin Colquitt, but other Chiefs have got into the Hall of Fame without that elusive Super Bowl ring, but that's always the argument. How many rings did you win? Will they get into the Hall of Fame? And the good news is when Terrell Suggs makes his speech, he will be a former Kansas City Chief. Hopefully a champion in Kansas City. I look at Andy Reid, and he's coy about this, and, and you understand why he tries to remain as humble as possible, even though he's had a ton of success in the National Football League. People don't realize this because once you get to a certain age, you kind of just look like you're a little bit older, right? Andy Reid is 61. Bill Belichick is 67. If Andy Reid wins a Super Bowl, and all of a sudden he really feels good about Mahomes, he has his partnership with Brett Veach where they're building for multiple years, he may get in a situation where he says, all right, I won one. You know, maybe he gets another one. Maybe he gets another and, one. And, and then all happening. of a sudden, you start rolling into it. I don't get the feeling that Andy Reid ever wants to leave the coaching chair. Well, and the one thing about it is it's it's happening at a time when the Patriots dynasty is going the wrong direction. It no good. longer is the Patriots that, that thorn in the side. And I think the Chiefs really prolonged this Patriots dynasty by losing to them in the championship game. I think the narrative would have been different. Are the Patriots done? Are they complete? But if Andy Reid is going to have to worry about Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, that group, but not having the Patriots there is big. I'm like kind of with both of you. Like, 
you could see where Andy could be like, that's it. But like, I have a feeling that if he can get one, he has the blueprint of how to get just that much further. And that's the end all be all. He's been to a Super Bowl. He finally got over the hump with the Philadelphia Eagles after going to four consecutive NFC championship games. And then he eventually got to the Super Bowl. He lost to the Patriots. His best receiver was on one leg, basically. Still had a good game. But I could just see, like, if you look around the rest of the AFC, it's Baltimore, a team that you've already beaten twice, once right. with a, uh, a, I don't know, 60% Patrick Mahomes still beat him. And you're going to play him possibly again this year. The and Texans, no Tyree Kill. And no Tyree Kill. And the Texans are kind of flirtish with that. But, I mean, Bill O'Brien, let's be honest. But you beat anybody this year winning the Super Bowl. You have to look around the AFC you have to think that the Chiefs moving forward, them, Baltimore, not knowing what the outcome will be. I mean, Andy could knock down two, three. Then he could set it down. Then you let Kafka come in, and then it just keeps going. And then you have that connection with Mahomes and Kafka. And the Chiefs are a young team you know, on both sides of the ball. Starting quarterback's 24. The only real question that you have is Travis Kelsey's over 30, but he has shown no signs right now of slowing down, and we've seen the tight end position can be productive after the age of 30. It's more of a running back thing that when you get to that – late 20s, early 30s, where maybe you slow down a little bit. And I interviewed Travis Kelsey during the summer, and he basically said, I want to play forever. I want to play in Kansas City forever. And if you're Travis Kelsey and you're Tyreek Hill, and you see it with Terrell Suggs and some of these other defenders, Patrick Mahomes has changed the game when it comes to Kansas City. Kansas City is no longer a place that you just get traded to or you have to overpay for them to come here. Kansas City with Mahomes, has become a destination. So keep number 15 happy. And Troll Suggs said that, you know, that he talked to Andy Reid on the phone, but there's no question about it. I mean, NFL Network was talking around looking through the roster. The Mahomes effect, it was, it was right there. Troll Suggs, you know, contemplating retirement unless he's back at Baltimore. But I think that Mahomes factor, that Andy Reid factor, and I'm sure Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark and these guys, Tyree Kill made a Kelsey, those guys made a difference in him coming here. But we get to see full hand. It's going to be easier to get free agents to come in here, just like the Honey Badger, when they come here and play with Mahomes. And the article they had on Iron Road Pride about that conversation was it was the two points that really stuck out. It was a short con- uh, conversation with Andy Reid, with Terrell Suggs. And then at the end, when Terrell Suggs was asked about it, he said, yeah, I mean, they have 15, the MVP. Why wouldn't you? So we're all looking at you, A.J. Green. I know you don't. Well, I mean, he's getting Burrow. But, I mean, you got Mahomes. <clears throat> I, I want to go around the, the league right now and, and look at some of these scores because we're starting to get a look at the AFC player playoff picture. I really thought by the end of this show, we would know who the Chiefs are playing next week. Well, the Chiefs aren't playing next week. There'll be four other teams in the AFC right now at the half. The Ravens and RG3 lead the Pittsburgh Steelers 16-7. to And then the Tennessee game, the Titans lead the Texans 14-7. to So what does that mean? means the Titans are probably going to clinch that playoff spot. And so what you'll get next weekend is Patriots and Titans in New England and then Houston Texans and the Buffalo Bills in Houston. And the Chiefs would basically play the better of the two teams, the higher seed that emerges. Yeah, it's looking like New England Patriots possibly here in Kansas City for the divisional round. By the way, the Bronc- the Raiders they needed a few things to happen today, down 10-3 to to Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. Not surprising. We talked about it on the pregame. The Broncos got a little bit better at the end of the year. You could tell Von Miller, that press conference after the Chiefs game, he felt a little bit disheartened. But everything he said about Locke, who's your boy, 
has been positive. He thinks he's the future in Denver. Maybe they retain some of those guys because they start to believe in Locke. And you can make a case, especially with Phillip Rivers crying and maybe being done in L.A., that he really is or could be the second-best quarterback in this division. No no question. He could be because this division, you got a Derek Carr that's terrible when it's cold weather. Uh, that was the thing today, remember? <laughs> Go ahead and play Denver. What did you say the high temperature was in, day in Denver? Chilly. It was a below 40. Oh, by the way, the Raiders are officially done. They were officially done when the uh, Bengals beat the Browns. Did you also see they scored 200 or they recorded 251 yards in the first half only to score 3 points? Only two teams since 2000 have done it. Tampa in 2018 and Green Bay in 2013. Also, from Captain Patrick Mahomes on Twitter, Major General, exuberant news. Not only did we achieve victory against our rival, but our treacherous nemesis was defeated by the bearded fishmonger. <laughs> And in their home was torn down. In, to, in turn, we will have a week of recovery before they make their way to our fort, Captain Mahomes. Well, it was kind of a homecoming for Fitzpatrick. He went to Harvard, so he's you know familiar with the area. He's charity in the I area. I had no idea he went to Harvard. Yeah, I know. It was a little homecoming for him. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, the Patriots probably <laughs> playing the Tennessee Titans. If Patriots can take care of business, rebound from this embarrassing loss at home and win, then the Chiefs will see them. Um, the Titans do upset the New England Patriots. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens would play the Titans at home, and the Chiefs would get the winner of the Texans and the Bills. So that's how that works. Yeah, but you get to the dance. Remember Andy Reid when he talked about it last week when they thought they were going to be you know, locked into that three seed? doesn't matter. Just get to the dance. You travel anywhere. And I think this Chiefs team is built for playing on the road. I think they're, they're obviously built for playing Arrowhead Stadium, but playing on the road – and I don't think it matters with this team where they play. I think the confidence, the swagger is there with the Kansas City Chiefs. And right now, nobody wants to play this team. And I know the Ravens are kind of sitting out there, but the Ravens have to look at the Chiefs kind of a little block, too. The last two times, Chiefs have beaten them. Are the Chiefs the nemesis like we've kind of viewed the Patriots, even though the Chiefs have beaten the Patriots in the regular season? The Two losses against them last season, including one of the playoffs, but still, that was still the bully on the block. Yeah, and you, you enter a situation here, and I've heard – a lot of the conversation or the drive, especially where the Titans may be a team that you fear. Well, the way this is setting up, the Titans, the only way you could play them, if I'm not mistaken here, is if the Titans made it all the way to the AFC title game and then you'd be playing them at home. At Arrowhead Stadium. At our, so that would it be, hasn't mattered before. but So that would be the only scenario now, the way this stacks up for you to play Tennessee. And Derrick Henry has got that hamstring. And he, he you know, didn't, didn't play last week. Going to play this week uh, for the Titans. I believe they're in the third quarter, just a seven-point lead on a Texans team that's starting A.J. McCarron. How dangerous is this team? We'll see. Marcus Mariota threw a pass in this game. Tannehill has thrown 17. Derrick Henry, 15 carries, 67 yards. How healthy is he? How healthy is this Titans team heading to the playoffs? The most they can finish is 9-7. and seven. They may end up being 8-8 eight and eight and making the playoffs. So maybe just in Kansas City there is this thing with the Titans because – they always seem to give Andy Reid trouble, even dating back to Philadelphia. Jay, we're approaching the end of the show, so you know what time it is. It's time for the final verdict. And I'll say this, Pete. Are we going to do the final verdict? Okay. <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up in just a second. <laughs> one, of the, one of these seconds, it'll come up. But what were you about to say? No, I was going to say, that as far as the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, it's all about the expectations. This blueprint was set in minicamp, the OTAs. You know, the offense, Mahomes talking about this defense, the improvements they made, the adjustments made by Steve Spagnola and Nolo and the way this defense is working. They knew faces on defense, brand new. 
defensive coaching staff. But you're seeing a complete football team now. Then once again, the only AFC team in the top 10 in offense, defense, and special teams. And today was about balance for the Kansas City Chiefs. Some we haven't always seen throughout the season, which makes them even more scarier. Sitting here throwing 25 times, running for 23. Order, order in the book. The final verdict. There we go, just a false start, but right now it's time for your final verdict. What's the big message you learned today, Jay? Uh, the big message is with that balance. Just talking about that, 25 passes, 23 runs. If Damian Williams can give you this in the postseason, who, who knows about McCoy, what he's doing, if he's just here as a backup for this team. But with Mahomes' confidence, the fact that he can play in any kind of weather, including the snow, he's already proved that. It's been at stepping stones with this team. They had question marks during the season. One of the big question marks was the defense. How were they going to gel? Yeah. And they didn't gel. And everybody, too, even the team, talking about the light switch coming on for this team in that Chargers game. How would they finish? Mahomes' confidence with this offense. You look at this special team score with McCole Hardman. That can be the difference in winning and losing. Just the special teams by Dave Tobin, what they can do with the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think they present a lot of problems to teams looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, considering you used to just worry about the offense and special teams. Now you're having to worry about this defense as well for the Chiefs. And the one big question mark that really hadn't been answered, can you have a consistent running game? You've seen the back-to-back games over 100 yards rushing for this Chiefs team. See what happens in the postseason. But right now, a lot of the questions being answered. Yeah, my final verdict is good on Andy Reid. I think there were some questions this week as to whether or not they should be resting starters because it was a given in New England. Good on him for saying anything could happen. It did happen. The Dolphins win. and All of a sudden, you have a bye week. You're 100% right about the special teams. Dave Tobe has been talking for weeks about how McCole Hardman is his threat. Now you put this on tape, and now teams have to respect McCole Hardman like they do Tyreek Hill. And what does that mean? Better field position for this offense, better field position for Patrick Mahomes, And then again, at the end of this game, for the first time in a long time, you needed the offense to do something to ice the game. Third and seven, Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. What reminds you a little bit of that fourth and nine play from last year where they needed to to get a fourth down and they end up throwing the ball down the field. The Mahomes to Hill connection works for them. They get the first down. Eventually, Damian Williams scores a touchdown, and that was it for the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a team who is clicking at the right time. Sometimes it's better to be hot than good. And guess what, Jay? The Chiefs are both. That's your final verdict. They're both in shout-out Ryan Fitzpatrick. So the Chiefs get this win, and obviously the Chiefs in the locker room have all been praising Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is a team that's fun right now. They love each other. They're playing for each other. And this is the vibe. This is the exact vibe you want when you're about to go on the championship run. In the switch has been switched. They know when it's business time. They know when it's party time and having fun. A lot of great teams don't know the difference between good and or having fun and when you have to do business. This team knows when it's business time, and that's the way they've been conducting themselves. What a whirlwind that today was. We will be doing the Arrowhead Pride at Tailgate at least one more time this year, but it won't be next week. I'll be on a beach somewhere. No, just kidding. I'll be here. Derek Henry just school. But I just won't be working. You know what I mean? I'll just be hanging out. Because guess what? There's no Chiefs game next week. That's what I'm talking about. You love to see it. Thank you to my Arrowhead Pride guys. Thank you to our contributors out at Arrowhead Stadium getting us the stuff today. Uh, thank you to Dusty Likens, my partner in crime, Mr. Jay Binkley. Tune in to Six Ten Sports Radio tomorrow for plenty more Chiefs talk. This team is the number two seed in the AFC. They get a bye week. We'll catch you in two weeks.
watching on the radio dial. Make sure to favorite 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City. WDAF HD2, Kansas City. A radio.com sports station.